good morning for some of you, good afternoon for some of you, but good evening to us. This is a very special late night edition of The Material Podcast, episode number 430. I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by our other host, Andy Anako. Hi, Andy. Hi, and I'm, I'm, I'm testing out a new improv character. It's uh, really, really frustrated, upset, and angry Andy, who's pretending to be fun, fresh, easygoing, and emotionally neutral. Just pretend Andy. you're yes. lighting a cigar. We are sitting in a speakeasy. A jazz yeah. player is about to start. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're okay. starting. We're, we're we have starting a bowl a... of freshly peeled peanuts. Mm, peanuts. People, but unfortunately, that means that there are people with peanut allergies who probably didn't see that in the Yelp oh review. My God, and now they're twitching and they're gasping for breath. And I have to give them an emergency tracheotomy <sighs> with my Swiss Army knife. That's not settling me down at all, Flo. God. <laughs> now you see this. This is where you see you let me angry, even, frustrated, and leaping, leaking out. I mean, I'm trying. See, I've, it's, uh, I've, I've got the uh, the gaskets on the system that keeps me sounding happy and upbeat. They're, they're a little bit old. They need to be, it's, it's an engine out sort of process. I've been putting it off so that you'll see some of that darkness seep through, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying okay. to contain it. I just want to be, no, okay. I'm, try, I'm trying my best to contain it. However, I have no reason to complain because you've got like 80 million new Apple pieces of hardware that you have to review this week. So I'm sure you're having a, you're having a, a, a way, hey, hey of a day yourself. Oh yeah, I'm not done. Um, definitely not done. I've got the iPhone 15 to do next. I just did the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max for Gizmodo.com. Um, I, you know, a review is a it's a lifelong process. Really, <laughs> it doesn't all just happen in the span of a week or the the really the 72 hours that you had with a device. Um, because at its core, that's really how much time you have to really understand this $1,200 device that people are just supposed to blindly buy, hoping that it'll last them as long as Apple updates yeah, the device. We, we, we forget that, we forget that like a lot of these phones are, they're like, okay, I can have this tiny little pocket sized phone, or I can have a very, very good windows laptop and a very, very good iPad. <laughs> That's that's how that's how much like a a, a good I I realize that okay, the mid range phones are now like yeah let's say eight hundred dollars but it's like my god it's like every time every time that I write or talk about any phone that costs like more than nine hundred bucks not that nine hundred bucks is, is cheap but it's like wow I I feel as don't you feel like a third of your review has to be why do you want to spend this much money on a damn phone if like and I if, answered that okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think I answered it. Um, I definitely, I definitely found a lot of things in the iPhone 15 Pro that made me just sort of worried about how exciting the Made by Google event will be in October. Like the entire time, you know, every time I look at these devices, like, um, how can I, how can I put this? How can I put this slightly? Um, Apple knows my perceived bias. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 understand that I come from like a very hardline Android world. Like I was I started as a fangirl and then I turned into like a real grown-up journalist. Um and but I try to like play to that a little bit because because the trick is that every time I review an iPhone, it is an opportunity 
for Apple to convince me to leave the Google ecosystem. <laughs> and it it it's it got hard with the 15 Pro. Really? It got hard. It got hard. It's it, and it's not because like, oh my god, this whole new world is open with Apple's ecosystem. It's just because the hardware itself is such a nice piece of kit yeah. and really not getting that. I'm sorry from Google. Like love the pixels. They're very cute. The iPhone is just the solid piece of metal and the titanium that they used. Like I don't want to, you know, throw a huge party, but it is a whole ounce lighter, which, you know, there were some times where that lightness means that there's not a lot on the inside. And like, that's what was going on with the pixel. <laughs> like it's hollow. Like, listen to this. This is the pixel. That's hollow. <laughs> right? Like it doesn't sound solid. They can get way more technology in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I realize it sounds silly. No, no, I not, just... not, not, not at all. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Like I made a note to myself earlier today that like, um, I will try not to be, it's too late for like 10 minutes of exposition. So I'll, I'll cut it short, but there's a, one of my favorite like Neil Gaiman stories in his Sandman mm -hmm. comics was like a, a one issue story, one and done in which he, uh, uh, the, the, the sort of like otherworldly character, the Sandman makes friends with like a mortal, like in Elizabethan London and uh, essentially makes a deal with him that, well, you know, my, my sister, I, I heard you joking about how people don't have to die if they don't want to. As it happens, my sister is actually uh, death. So if you want, I can ask her because she's, you know, we're on, we're on good terms to not take you. So if you want to live forever, you can do that. And so, and of course, for the first, like, you know, first 10 years like it's just a, he, the, the the guy thinks it's a big big joke but they realize wow i'm actually not getting any older and now like i'm you know i'm actually like not dying this is cool and so they basically meet i think like every year or every five years to to, to <laughs> well you know they, they they meet like every it's, it's a cool story they meet like every five or ten years or maybe maybe even every oh i century. thought the story was gonna be he finds out that you really need to die no 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 it's there 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 is well it's like every hundred every hundred years they have they get together for lunch or something and like they just okay. sort of catch up on like hey how's it going like not being being <gasps> like immortal the highlander kind of kind of like that only the only okay. sandman is, is actually like not even like a person who can't he's like more like a oh. kind of like a kind of like a, a not not it's, it would be hard to explain like who the he's one of the seven endless who like okay. don't who don't rule like humanity but like they are forces of whatever anyway so but the but so they have so it's 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 fun because like every hundred years they get together he's and a hundred years later like he's been through the plague and like he's been through poverty and he, he's been starving to death but he doesn't die and that was horrible for him hundred years after that he managed to he's gotten the hang of like not being of being like not dying uh and so like he gets into the slave trade Think, oh, wow, everything's great. I'm rich and everything. Then 100 years later, oh, God, that was so worse. I feel horrible about that. No worst thing I've ever done. But, I, but, and so it's, it's every 100 years is like sort of an essay. Well, here's how, here's what's going on in the world, like every 100 years. But then also, so you, what do you, what do you think? You want to, uh, you, you, you want to like uh, have your mortality back? You, you want to be able to die? It, and he always says, even when things are going horrible, like, no, no, de death's a mugs game. I'll have nothing to do with it. So, what I, what I'm getting at is that so I was thinking about that this afternoon, thinking that maybe I should do that like maybe once a year about like about like uh, imagine like the same conversation. But so, 
do you want to go back to iPhone? I said, oh, no, no, that, Apple's a mugs game. I, I still want nothing to do with that. I've had a horrible time. With, I've had a hard, horrible time with Android 14 and all my data is gone. And now I've got like malware everywhere. And now Russian oligarchs have like their have malware on my phone and they're trying to kill me. But took me a second uh, no, to I, realize I don't go you back were to exaggerating. It took me a second to realize that was an exaggeration, not actually happening because because it it could happen. Uh, you know, I, I, I am kind of a live wire flow. I'm I'm a maverick. I'm unbroken. I'm untamed. I'm unafraid to speak truth to power. One day, that's going to catch up with me, Flo. He said. It's, you know, it's truly <laughs> a privilege to be able to opine about all of this. And so I, I do, throughout this whole review process, I have been trying to practice a lot of gratitude. Good point. Not because of the $1,000 phones that I'm... <laughs> you know, getting to handle because I realize how that really sounds to somebody just tuning in. But, but just because I, I get to look at the industry from the top down like this and really I get to see everything. Yeah. And, uh, it's really informing some realities for me. So right now I just, I really hope that the October event for Google is going to be a success for them because, like Apple's creeping in on all that machine learning stuff. Mm. I mean, I wrote in my review, like photo blur is the only thing that I ever use of the Google photo, like machine learning, you know, tricks that they are always advertising. And because that's really the one that comes into play most often, like I'm not really trying to erase people out of images most of the time. Like I'll just crop <laughs> a person if it comes to, um, and I like to I like to draw the, to the, the, the lines of stinkiness above their heads. That's that's what I enjoy. Rather than remove <laughs> them, I'd much rather humiliate them. Again, I've had a long and hard day. Again, I'm trying to be upbeat and positive, but again, it's, it's I'll, I'll be just be that's quiet. Okay. That's okay. I also like you know, <laughs> figuring Charles Schultz is rolling in his grave because of the cute Snoopy Apple Watch watch face that they released. Oh, I love that. So, you that, know. I, 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 I got to say that, like, this, the Apple Watch updates, there's so many little things. I won't go through them all, but, like, so many little things that once again, like, moved my moodometer to, oh, God, I really wish I could have an Apple Watch. I really wish it were in any way practical because there, uh, 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 British GQ of all places had a long, long conversation with the engineers at Apple uh, and the people like at uh, the Charles Schultz organization who like put this this thing together. And because they you hear you hear it I'm so the glad keynote. I brought this up because you read something about it. Okay, this is great. Go. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. Well, so so like you think that oh wow, custom. Okay, here's and there's new Snoopy custom watch face, and you're thinking okay, that's nice. I bet the, so there's like art in the background that's actually licensed art, and maybe there's one where like Snoopy's ha- arms are like the hands of the clock. Okay, and there's a little Woodstock that's the second. Okay, that must be cool. But the but oh my god, they went super intense. There are they produced a hundred and 34 animations for this watch face along with something that they call like the uh what the the, the snoopy sensor or something they call it, they um, maybe they maybe it was never an official like uh software project but truly like they a explain new, this a the new, demo yeah a, a new piece of code mm-hmm. that basically figures out in context what's going on with this watch and which of these animations would be most appropriate to put display mm-hmm. at this moment oh Oh, they're swimming. Okay, so we need Snoopy in the scuba gear. <laughs> and like, wow. <laughs> that's that's what happens when like you're on like version uh, 
with the Apple Watch nine or ten, I keep forgetting. But like when you're on 10. like your 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 tenth iteration of something, you've got almost everything locked down, and now you have free time to say, you know what? Let's spend three months and a third of our production budget on this update, basically making a kick butt peanuts <laughs> Snoopy <laughs> watch face. <laughs> whereas like whereas Google is like. We, 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 our watch, our watch now can tell you the time in seconds as well as minutes. We're, we're, we're mighty proud of it by gosh. Yeah. See, that's the thing, Andy, is today the, the, we're recording this podcast on a Wednesday. It's been a very, very long day for both of us. We've both had very long work days. For me, I started my, I mostly started my work day, uh, tuning into the Amazon event. Oh yeah. That was in Virginia and I just thought it was a very interesting like thing to have happen after I filed the iPhone review with the perspective that I did about like the Pixel 7, the Pixel 8 Pro is going to have to like really be outstanding for anybody to care because <laughs> that's 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 what's going on here. And they're also, they're also talking about like making yeah, making their making their making Alexa like smarter. And I'm like, wasn't this like just two, just a few months ago? They're talking about how like their smart, their their smart assistant is not making any money whatsoever. Like, okay. Yeah, I I also saw that like because I I ended up kind of writing about the announcements today for Gizmodo, and so I also you know I recall all the reporting that came out about that. But I was just like kind of thinking about it, you know. Google's really been focused on these like AI in a very different way. Like this year, they just pivoted so freaking hard that it changes the trajectory where like, I'm not really hearing a lot of stuff about the assistant anymore. That's not really yeah. what's like front and center. It's just kind of the assistant is there. It exists like both, both Amazon's assistant and Siri now both can be called on without like, without all this extra you know, like they're getting a little bit better in their own ways. And so it's kind of feels like the thing that Google had as an edge, like the machine learning with photos, the conversational um, assistant, it kind of feels like it's it's not really its edge anymore. Mm. Well, well, it I, needs to find, yeah. you know, something else to really. Well, we're, we're going to find out. Fortunately, there was, a, there was that new story we discussed like a month ago or two months ago about how one part of why they folded uh, their Google folded its two like AI divisions into one was partly because they really want to roll um, some of this advanced AI they're developing into the Google assistant and make it like more, making it more competitive. And also at, at least like, I, I like what Google is doing that they uh, over open AI where open AI is still, Hey, we've got chat GPT. Like, Hey, that's nice. It's, but I don't necessarily want to go to this entire other like app website product service to do something. I'd much rather have like artificial intelligence and like a large language model sort of AI. I'd much rather that be a feature than a destination or an app. Google is doing, well, we're going to be talking about that like later on in this show and Apple mm -hmm. seems to be doing the exact same thing where no, they're not going to have like an Apple chatbot, but they are, putting millions millions a day into like developing their own like their own resources and i'm sure we're going to see it like salt and peppered throughout the operating system i mean they've all they've mm -hmm. all they've always had ai like pretty much everywhere like most okay i'm sorry not everywhere but mostly in the camera it's like but uh yeah i mean it's that that's that's the sort of that's the sort of thing like i'm hoping for oh I, 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 again I, I won't i won't make this a big uh, big tangent but uh, while we're talking about it 
so I was a uh, I was uh, at the at a, at a show at, at the theater uh, like a live theater on Sunday, as yes, usual. Like I like to I like according to take, your Instagram. Cool. It was a it was an opera like in Boston. Really cool. And I, I won't get mm-hmm. into it because if I start yes. talking about it, it was such a good show. I don't want to spend spend an hour like talking about it. But of course, as usual, I had my camera under my seat. Curtain curtain falls, and I want to take pictures during the curtain call. Took some took some good pictures. Uh, but one of the best ones, there was someone standing up, no, no complaints, but someone was like standing up as applauding and blocked out like the bottom half of one of the performers that, oh boy, that was like a good moment. It was really well framed, nice exposing, but oh well. And so uh, I have, but I have, I have the new Photoshop beta and I pay for, you know, mm. I pay for the subscription and one of it is like generative infill. So I just said, well, of course it's not, it's not going to do a good job with this, but I wonder what would happen if I were to use the lasso tool to just loosely like outline this like black shadow that's covering up half of this perform the lower half of this performer's body or actually from the thighs down uh and not even give it a prompt and simply say could you like fill this in and i'll be damned it like it replaced her legs with not just oh look their legs it's like no she they, it, it it got information about here's the kind of pants she's wearing from like the top and extended them the, the trousers all the way down like to the ankles same body type it looked looked very very correct. The feet, the shoes were. I will say that they look really really good. One hiccup. Uh, it was she. Her costume was as like an internee in a Japanese internment camp in World War II, and the shoes they put on her were these like really really colorful like stilet pink like pink and electric blue like stiletto heels, and but but other than that, it was like oh my god. It, it even got like the. It extended the orchestra pit and put this like some oboes in there. Now. Yeah. So this is this is why like for every bad thing that happens with AI, I'm like, yeah, but we're gonna do stuff that like uh, I, I, I'm gonna be really really sorry that I threw out so many pictures, be rejected so many pictures. Ah, oh, damn, that would have been great if not for the fact that this person was cut off here or that. Oh gosh, if only like there was a little bit sharper and these person's eyes was was were open instead of like closed, or this person was looking in the right direction. Like, oh, that could have been perfect because you just as long as you're willing to lie to the people who are looking at the at the picture. You can get exactly the results you want. You have powers akin to that of a god. <sighs> so God help me if Apple figures out how to remove the fence before Google does. Yeah. <laughs> so God help Google. <laughs> they would just be sobbing. Um. Anyway, today's show has got a sprinkling of a <laughs> lot of news. Um, after all, Google wasn't like the main event this week. There's so much other stuff going on in the tech world, but there was enough little bits that we kind of like clumped it together into one little ball of dough. A and taste, that's love, what will make our show. Yeah, that's what will make our show. Precisely. We'll start with a little bit of Bard, which now has access to Gmail, Google Docs, and all of your other personal data. Then we'll go in with a sprinkling of Google Maps, which is getting the blame for leading a man to his death. Uh, <laughs> also, that's not funny. I'm just trying to laugh. It's so not it funny. Yeah, exactly. So awful. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Um, an update to the search algorithm that will give you more bot content than flow content. Uh, and Swifties, we have something for you at the end of this show. Okay, this is this is we're trying something new with the show this week. Remember when we did that experiment with the uh, with the Australian plant? Well, now we're going to do it with 
Swifties because we're trying to bring up our numbers here. We're jumping on the bandwagon. We see that bandwagon. We're not judging. We're just saying that that's where the dough is. We want to stick our hands right in the till or all the way up to our elbows. Actually, that was supposed I to be may or may not I get not help. supposed to put that in the show. I'm sorry. I may or may not get help naming the podcast this week from a fellow Swifty just to ensure <laughs> like perfect SEO. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Okay, personal experience. Yeah, they sent me a week's worth of meal meals, and oh my goodness, was that a good week. Um, it's, uh, you know, some, sometimes you just have a bad week. You know, and there's no, no particular reason for it, but it's like, uh, the, the, the less you have to do, the, the easier you're going to get to the end of the uh, end of this week. And so this was a great week to have like a box delivered to my front doorstep with a week's full of really, really nice dinners. And it's not as though it's impossible to fill your fridge or fill your freezer with like ready to eat, like ready to heat and eat sort of dinners. But this is different. These are, it's more like what I uh, often cook for myself on Sundays, you know, where like, I'll just give myself over to three or four hours of, I'm going to cook lots of beans and rice. I'm going to cook chicken cutlets. I'm going to cook some pork. I'm going to cook this, that, and the other. So that on that Tuesday night, when I'm super, super busy, I can just reheat this and go. And actually was level above that. So, so this isn't like, like popping a frozen meal uh, in a microwave. This is like actually fresh food. It's not frozen at all. And the quality of this stuff is really, really through the roof. It absolutely does not taste like something that was shipped to you and was pre-made it again. It looks like something you you, you cooked like that day. You're just, <laughs> and you just like, you know, pierce the, pierce the film in a few places, put in the, put in the microwave for, for, for two minutes. And suddenly you have some really, really good stuff. And see, I, I, no, I, I, I do eat vegetables. I like vegetables. It's just that there are some kinds of vegetables where I've just never managed to get like zucchini into my workflow. You know, that's that thing where I'm going to set aside the time to pop, properly shred and dice zucchini, to oil it, to season it, to, to bake it, bake it properly. But when you put it into one of these meals and it's delicious, yes, it's wonderful. I love it. So all of this was a really, really good week. It helped my week go much, much more smoothly. I ate much more healthily than I would have otherwise. I, as, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I live like in a very, very touristy sort of area. And there is a glorious neighborhood like pizza and sub shop literally next door to my building. So anytime it's like six Oh four in the evening and I'm taking a dinner break and I still have like two or three hours worth of work to do. It is so easy for me to say, I'm going to get a small meat lovers pizza. And then as I'm dialing the phone and waiting them for them to pick up, I'll say, you know what? I will get a large meat lovers pizza and I will save half of it for tomorrow. And of course I pick it up. And then over the course of the evening, because I'm having a bad day, I'll eat the entire damn thing. Whereas when there is one of these, uh, one of these factor meals, like in the fridge waiting for me, pop it in, 
it's a really good satisfying meal it doesn't feel like i'm 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 wimping out and not eating properly actually it's probably the healthiest thing i i eat all week and the other thing is they also include a bunch of smoothies they they're in the in the package that they sent me and i got oh my goodness i was never a smoothie guy until like I, again when you have these in your fridge already you don't have to go out for them you don't have to prepare them it's like it's it was perfect for those like 4 p.m moments where i need a snack i need to have something that is like food like but I want something entertaining and there's beautiful, like healthy, hearty juices that like taste great. And it, oh goodness, much better than the diet Coke that I usually have. And I should not have. So yeah, this is, this was a really, really big win for me. I, I, I became a really, really, really big fan. Okay. End of personal experience. Back to the ad copy with factor. You can skip the extra trip to the grocery store. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. See what I mean? And you have more than 34 flavor packed options to choose from every week. And that was another thing I liked about it. It was an assortment of stuff. It's not like, oh, okay, another chicken cutlet with like sweet potato, like whatever on the side of it. It's like, no, no, it was like a weeks full of weeks full of dinners. And each one was like completely different. And looking at the website, you have so many options to choose from. You won't get bored. Sorry, I'm, I'm deviating from the script. I should not do that. And if you want something special, level up with Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. So you can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and, and asparagus. Plus, you can keep your energy up with Lunch To Go, Factor's effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers, no microwave required. Then to finish your order, choose from 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and smoothies. Again, smoothies, those are, they're off the hook. I, I, I really like the smoothies. And you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice because Factor offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, along with sourcing renewable electricity and featuring sustainably sourced seafood. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com material50 and use the offer code material50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code material50 at factormeals.com slash material50 to get 50% off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. Well, there's one way that Google's going to convince us to use its artificial intelligence, and that's to grant it access to all of our personal documents. <laughs> yes. Uh, so a big update this week came out on Tuesday. And what this basically does is if you go to the BARD website, bard.google.com, and you haven't, you haven't gone through any of this prompt yet, you will be prompted to... Well, you'll be told about this update and then you'll be prompted to allow access to your Google Docs so that you could effectively interact with Bard regarding your Google Drive, your Gmail. And it's like it it sounds good in theory, but <laughs> I'm starting to realize just like how little I understand about these chatbots because I haven't figured out how to program this, like how to ask it a question 
to make it work for me. Because for right now, it's just spewing out some random stuff when I ask it, like, where am I staying in New York next month? Like, yeah, and th- and that's the sort of thing, know that. and that's one of the things that like we're all sort of looking forward to. Not like, oh, haha, uh, tell tell us the, uh, a story about a Fig Newton who becomes governor of uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. and has adventures in space and do it in the style of William Shakespeare. Like, how ha ha, look at generated stuff. And that's okay. That's nice, nice demo. But please, I've got. 20,000 emails like just in like the past like several months just tell me hey like you, you, you the, the the ideal uh, that we want is like give me give tell me about the thing with that place where i need to go that time sometime soon and figure oh well uh, you probably mean this this message thread from 3 months ago that these four people and uh, these four these four people were part of and these action items were created by this and your flight information is x y and z Thank you very much. You've just, I'm having a terrible day and you've made my day a lot simpler. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, it's like, so I try, I try, so I, I, I don't know how, maybe we should compare notes about what we, what we try to get it to do. Uh, like mm-hmm. what, what did you get, try to get it to do when you, when you started it up? This, this, we've only had this I for just, 24 hours. I just, so I literally just asked it like, where am I staying in New York next month? And it doesn't know. It just gives me google hotels and tells me you know and then i said well what are my flight details and then it gave me flights that i can fly out in the next (laughs) three hours to new york again i feel like this is this is very much like flow flows learning curve because i haven't spent a lot of time with these chatbots just because i'm like i've been so viscerally anti them just because of the concept (laughs) of them like it right. takes me a long time to warm up to new people and new concepts. And this is <laughs> one of those concepts. I get that. So yeah. it's, it's, I haven't really, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I get that. It's, it, it's, it's a real thing. And you actually have to like, as, as much as the promise has been, Hey, you can talk to this chatbot in real English and ask it questions and you can converse with it just like a real person to get things done. And it's turning out at least with this, these first generation chatbots, nothing could be could be further from the truth, because there are people who can get these chatbots to do wonderful things, but because they understand how to craft a prompt the correct way, where it's not like summarize this or tell me what's the average rainfall here. It's more like I want you to pretend that you are an expert in climate science, and you speak English very very well. I want you to take a look at the source data available on this site in at this URL and summarize it so that someone with a high school understanding of science would be able to understand the ramifications and try to project it's like it's and things are not necessarily like natural how you would naturally talk to somebody <laughs> you would just say hey I got like I mean, you probably do this as, as well as I do, where I'll, I'll have I'll I'll come across some research that I kind of w- want to understand, and I will like, consult like a friend or someone I know who's an expert. Say hi, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> and you don't have to say okay, uh, okay, uh, Julia, uh, pretend that you are a PhD climate scientist, which you are, of course. Uh, and <laughs> it's like it's, it's yeah, explain it's, it like I'm five. Yeah, and 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 this is and the sort of stuff they're talking about here is the stuff that like I've been really excited about because I I am the person who like is always like a, a, so much much most of my work like spent like with my butt in a seat in front of a in front of a desk is about doing research and a lot of that is not simply like taking notes on my uh, my my own notes but also saying okay I'm going to 
archive this web page to a PDF, or I'm going to download this study or this whatever it is. And so I've got just piles and piles and piles of documents that I'm responsible for organizing. And the ability to simply point a uh, point uh, barred at a, f- a folder on my Google Drive and simply say, take a look at all of these newspaper clippings that I've saved and produce a timeline of events of when this statue was installed of the when it was accepted etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah so I, I so my test was so I, I decided hey look i've got 430 okay okay at the time at the time that i was writing this 429 like show docs and like outlines and information documents about like ep- episodes every single episode of the material podcast so hey um and yeah i remember we 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 spent like uh, like almost on a, like months and months and months talking about the gimpy gimpy bush in australia so i bet okay i'm gonna give it a slam dunk this it really should mm-hmm. work with miracles i'll say so i i said uh I asked Bard, I've got a quote here, how many times have we talked about Australia on the material podcast? And the answer was, I searched the transcripts of all 273 episodes of the material podcast and found that Australia is mentioned 11 times. Here are the specific episodes. And it mentions episodes 170 to 181 with the show titles. Now, obviously 273, I have not run this by AI experts yet, but I suspect that that's a lower number than 430. Again, I'm not an expert in artificial intelligence, but actually I haven't checked to see how many show docs I actually still have in Google Drive. I might have like put other docs elsewhere. So that's not not necessarily a hit and a miss. Um, but but also it also warned me, please note that this is just a count of the number of times Australia is mentioned in the transcripts. It does not include episodes where Australia is discussed in more detail or episodes where Australia is only mentioned briefly. So I was so I was pleased, but I was interested in the word wow, transcript. Like, wow, did you did you actually like are you just using that as a word for like all of these documents or did you actually look at the words that were spoken during those episodes somehow? Cause remember the whole reason why we started talking about the Gimpy Gimpy Bush was when uh, Google started doing like, uh, mm-hmm. started including podcast episodes in Google search and we couldn't get a good answer as to whether it was getting the information through some sort of text to uh, speech to text to get at the content of these episodes or whether it was just going by the metadata. Uh, so, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. So I asked, I, I asked a follow-up question, quote, can you show me a transcript of episode 171, which was the first one that they, they mentioned. So <laughs> what it did was it generated an outline and a complete word for word script for an episode 171 of a podcast called material in which the topic was Australia. And like, as if like, this is a, this is a simple podcast episode about the splendor of Australia. Uh, and dear listeners, uh, as, as, as soon as it generated the script for me, I said, thank you very much, Bard. I copied it to a Google doc and I knew that the Taylor Swift story that I thought was going to be our members only episode has now been promoted to the main, ep- main episode because if you are a member of, of the material podcast, if you are donating money for our continued uh, support of the material of the material podcast in Relay FM uh, and you get these special weekly episodes, I am going to record this episode word for word. There are also like mm-hmm. sound cues and music cues. Uh, and I'm I'm already like volunteering our editor Jim to find library music and produce this as a full oh. episode. So, if you are a member of Material, you get to look forward to <laughs> this entire Google Bard produced episode. It has very little to do with Google, I'll, 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 if I'm going to be honest. But I, I, I thought yeah, it was but a it worthy. It lets you endeavor. shine, Andy. It lets you shine in. You know, you have you have such a presence on the microphone, and it really comes out well, when you, you are like acting. 
I have a, I have a lovely, <laughs> like I, I have, I'm proud of my rich, rich lush baritone. Yes. Yes. Just, just, just like right now, I'm acting as if I'm not furious that we had to restart the entire episode because that microphone issue came up again. Oh, that's, uh, that's going on <laughs> but in the background, but, folks. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure this out. We had, we had to switch from, we usually use Google Meet. And now we, out of frustration, and because it is, it is now twelve. It's like twenty minutes to one a.m. My time. It's like, you know what? We're gonna switch to Zoom. And if this doesn't work, guess what? <laughs> We're gonna record tomorrow, and I'm going to have a stern and frank and direct conversation with my software and my computer to see what's going on. Um, yes. But 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 back to the topic. So it's kind of concerning because, like, uh, again, other attempts that I made to prompt Bard for data on our Australia content it produced so many like totally hallucinated results. Like you could understand if it had mistaken the request for hi, uh, tell, explain me some simple facts about Australia as if I were like a fifth grader who was doing assigned to do uh, write two full pages essay about what Australia is. Um, but okay. You could understand that mistake, but it was also saying, Oh, and this episode sp- speaks specifically about uh, conservation efforts and about natural resources. I'm saying, we i have never been that serious about <laughs> you but usually when we're talking about australia it's about how deathly afraid i am about almost everything going on in australia that could kill maim or basically turn me into a darwin award headline uh so yeah it's on i mean on on the plus side like google uh, google does know about this uh, the the new york times uh got similarly like weird results and they spoke with the uh, the the person at Google who's like directing the whole project. And he confirmed that like at rollout, once again, this is 24 hours old, uh, Bard is better at finding your data and summarizing your data uh, yes. that you've got in Google drive and mail and whatever, than actually analyzing it. And that quote, yes. harder prompts might stump the system, unquote, uh, another, yes. another troubling quote, or I won't say trial. I'll, I'll, I'll be positive about this nicely honest quote is quote, trial and error is still definitely required at this point. Um, but the, but the good news is that another new feature they put in, uh, which is, I, I still, I still am impressed with how well Google is rolling out Bard. Uh, so they've added a new feature that is just, a, a, in, a, in a, underneath, the uh, Bard's responses is a Google logo, which is basically, it's called Google it. And so if you push this button, it will actually wow. do a Google search and it will like do it'll do a Google Google search based on what you asked for, the information you asked for, and then it will like go back into like the text that it generated for you, the answer it generated for you. And if it can validate a statement, it will highlight that text in green. If it found information in the Google search that contradicts what it generated, it will hi- highlight that in red. So you can basically check up on okay, how much of this should I believe? How much should I not? So yeah, it's definitely first steps for sure. You know, while while we were kind of, yeah, I was kind of typing in the background. I apologize, but I was trying to kind of understand this Bard situation. And yeah, it basically is just a souped up Google search of your docs. And one thing I think I'm really going to enjoy this for is like what you said, research projects, like the ability to just search all this stuff that you saved over a lifetime, but I do think it would become more helpful once I can pipe in more like third parties because mm. I didn't really yeah. start putting everything in Google until like the last 10 years. And I would like to, you know, I would like to go beyond that. Okay. I've lived some life on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, that's, and that is, that is kind of a concern too, because like one of the things that I like 
about about being beholden to Google as opposed to being beholden to Apple is that there really is no lock-in. But this sort of feature, like imagine if you can imagine two years from now when it is actually really, really useful and really, really like makes it makes my job so much easier and so much more fun. Now it's like saying, yeah, but now I really don't want to put information in Dropbox. I really don't want to use like a different email client because the more information I expose to Google as usual, the more tools it will give me to use that information and it'll be a vicious cycle where now they know more about me they can advertise to me more effectively it'll be probably less likely to switch to a competing service or product because i just don't get that kind of mojo from that other stuff uh yeah it's i don't know i i i, I worry about like that you you always hear about the you know the old the old allegory about oh the the, the frog that doesn't jump out of the 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 boiling water because the heat gets increased very, very slowly over time. But the thing is like with a lot of these tools, it's like, I'm the one who's reaching up and increasing the heat and not, not understanding that, hi, you're actually harming yourself. You shouldn't do that, but it's so cozy. Well, I mean, and that speaks kind of a testament to the work that they are doing on the product just to, just to give them like a teeny tiny bit of kudos, but also, yeah, you know, that's why I haven't switched over to the iPhone. <laughs> Google's got all my personal data held at ransom, you know, and I just, why would I start, you know, it's like a long marriage. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good metaphor, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I, but, I know, get it's it. A it's a long partnership that we've had, you know, and uh, we just so much time invested, you know. Oh, it's it's like I'm, I'm I promise you I'm not speaking from experience here, but it's like I've heard you you hear a lot of people basically say that how how much am I going to dislike starting all over again versus yes. how difficult would it be just to put up with the stuff that I don't I can't stand? It's like exactly and like exactly. and also like if if you're like sixty three sixty four it's like you know what I no I I will not give my partner the satisfaction of quitting on this. I will, I'm going to, I will bury you. I am going to, I'm going to outlast, outlive you. I'm going to be survivor on you. <laughs> all in good fun, of course. All folks. in good Come fun. Come on now. I'm all very, very fun. happy and pleased and not yes. at all upset about how badly tonight has been going. Oh, you're about to get even more upset. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, content warning, we're going to be talking about the six feet underground okay yes. so be right back boy oh boy oh boy i cannot wait until they start doing you know those reality tv show i mean do you know those reality tv shows <laughs> but do you know those case recap shows where they just recap like a case <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> with dramatic reenactments um and sometimes it's not even all that serious but the reenactments will be Dramatic. Anyway, I'm half expecting this is going to be dramatically reenacted someday. Um, Google's being sued for negligence. Kind of a big yeah. deal. Google Maps actually guided a driver to a bridge uh, in September of last year. And apparently what it did not disclose to the driver was that that bridge had actually collapsed years prior yeah. and had never been repaired since that collapse. And the driver, unfortunately, was just, it's it's very 
you're driving, you're driving, you're driving, and then all of a sudden there's no bridge. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and on, on, and it should be mentioned on top of everything else that whoever it is owns the property and was developing uh, developing the property like bridge collapsed nine years earlier. Said, okay, you think you want to fix the bridge? They nah. had nine years to fix it. And yet, and yet they, they had nine years also to put up signs or like put up like a barrier in front of like the, the entrance and exits to the bridge. And they did neither of that. And so someone who's driving through an unfamiliar area, I don't know what time of day it was, but maybe it was even dark. Like they, they trust, they, they see on the map that, Hey, I'm, you're being navigated over a bridge. Hey, I see what seems to be something bridge like in front of me. You don't assume that, Hey, you're, you're about to flip over into a ravine. That's terrible. You know what? This is in North Carolina, so I imagine you. I imagine it was just like a lot of greenery because there's so much greenery. Maybe. I don't. You, y'all have so much greenery over there. It's it's wild to well, me. Well, I mean, we're we're you know we're us East Coasters. We're really really weird when we encounter like a desert where nothing can grow or live. We decide maybe we shouldn't build here. Maybe we should build where like green things okay, grow, buddy. where there's water, <laughs> where there's temperate climates. Listen. I know we're Puritans, we're fault. weird, we're simple fishermen. Okay. <laughs> it's it, listen. The Europeans brought over the eucalyptus and they're the ones who started all these problems over here, okay? It's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of, that's a, okay. So first of all, that sucks. It sucks that whoever was the owner of the property did not have the genetic predisposition to understand that community care means fixing a damn bridge when yeah. it is broken because you have to take care of the community around you. Okay. So that sucks. What also sucks I don't know why I'm using that word, but I am, is that <laughs> Google didn't run the maps truck through there, like in a more recent timeline to be able to catch that. Yeah. Like, why do I see those here all the time? It looks like they should be going through North Carolina. <laughs> well, and, and it's, even worse, it's even worse than that. Like the, the lawsuit basically says that you know, multiple people had notified Google Maps about the fact that, hey, this bridge has collapsed. You should mark that on the map as not, That's a, right. as That's right. not a place to navigate. You can do that. Like, and they actually included uh, in the in the court filing, here's a 2020 report uh, that a user actually like filed using the uh, the app's suggest and edit feature. Like any time, any place, you can say, hey, this this map, this part of the map is wrong. You want to check this out. Uh, and Google confirmed like three weeks later via email that, hi, we've received your edit. We are going to take a look into this. And like, it just makes you think that what is the point of having these tools if it doesn't get like escalated to the right level of attention that if someone says you you that your map says there's a bridge here there is no bridge here or this bridge has collapsed a long time ago and hasn't been fixed you would think that there's something in their in their workflow that would say hey we need to flag this to human attention really really quickly we're not going to have an auto responder and then forget about it that's just plain weird it is plain weird andy it's also really irresponsible especially uh, when you convince everybody to use your product because it is the most accurate, right? Yeah. And so I, there comes an expectation of that accuracy. I'm expecting that you have the infrastructure to keep the stuff updated. Also, also, I'm sorry to make this political, but this is what happens when we privatize. 
infrastructure of this sort that's like supposed to help people, you know? Because really, why is a private company owning the maps that are not being, right? Like this is something that should have been regulated so that everybody's on the same page when that bridge went out on that private property. Like that's that's how my brain is thinking about Mm. this. It's like, well, this is supposed to be a public good, but it's not being regulated in that way. And this is what happens. And so I'm very sad about what happened to this person, but, you know, there's nothing, there's no way to balance out what has happened here, okay? But I, I do hope that this rings the alarm bells for the company about this infrastructure, because, you know... I just, again, Andy, like I said earlier in the podcast, I just feel like Google's focusing so much on the AI infusion of it all. Yeah. And it's just kind of like forgetting about the, you know, the the bread and butter, like what really made the business in the first place. Like, I'm on Android because of the maps. The maps should be accurate. No, I, I, I thought you were, I thought you were going to go in a different direction because I, my reaction oh. is, how how is it that a, a, a bridge that apparently is not like if this isn't like a, a private golf course and this is how you you know you get your cart to the from the 17th hole to the 18th tee like a bridge has collapsed and was collapsed for 9 years and right, this is right. on what i assume is a public road if it was not a public road right. i assume there is a gate that says hi this is not a public road this gate is closed and locked to prevent you from doing that uh and if if this was a public road that was being controlled not by the city or not by the town but by 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 landowners and property developers like how did they get away with just letting this be in that state of disrepair um i've i i i wasn't able to find the court case so i've I, i'm sure that there's like geolocation coordinates so you could yes. use google satellite or what i'm about to, I'm about to say we're already talking about how you how failure prone google maps is now we're saying hey i'm going to use the google maps satellite feature to find it but yeah it's uh, i i just, and, and of course I, I should mention this not just google is being sued it is also the property developers it's also the people who yes. are investing in this property over and over again there are a lot of people to blame for this no one nowhere on that list is the driver of this car because yeah we we can i'm i'm hoping that there isn't like a this story doesn't provoke a whole bunch of jokes about like that scene from the office where you know the non the unnamed uh, navigation apps app tells uh, tells michael scott to like oh, take a right yes. and he decides to drive directly into a lake that's directly in front of him in broad daylight while dwight is yelling at him from the passenger seat this is a lake stop the car this is a lake stop the car uh, because this is just again there it's we we have there their faith is not blind it's actually earned and that's one of the problems with technology that it works perfectly mm-hmm. 99.99% of the time so much so that if google maps tells me to t- turn off the highway i don't understand why it's telling me to turn off the highway but i'm going to do it and as actually happened <laughs> very memorable incident uh, on uh, I-95, uh, I-95 is the main highway that connects like north-south, like all of New England. Uh, and so I had uh, a meeting with somebody in Boston. I've driven this route like a thousand times. And I was just basically just using Google Maps as usual because that's just where I just happen to always yeah. have it running. And it's uh, and it said, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to this place, navigate. And said, take the next, take the next exit to, but I'm, 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 I don't want to go. And that's not where I'm going. So take, and then when I, when I go past it, take the next exit to, blah, blah, And the third time it happened, like I turned, okay, I don't know why you're having this issue, but I'm going to turn off anyway. And that's when I found out that a truck had like, 
pull, up, up uh, further north, farther north, had pulled down like a power wire to and, and fallen across all like the northbound lanes and all the southbound lanes closing down i-95 in all directions causing a, a, a traffic pileup that wasn't uh that that wasn't uh settled for <laughs> that, that, that wasn't settled for a long long time and because i had blind trust that's that's the sort of stuff that pays off uh if not for and the thing is the reason I'm, what I'm getting at is that because it comes through in that kind of clutch situation, when it fails, my guard is down. It's going to say, oh, turn left right here. So, wow, it look it really looks like that bridge is not supposed to support the weight of a car. Uh, it looks like it's actually a pedestrian footbridge. And maybe I would not be attentive enough to say, well, it went, oh, it's telling me to cross this bridge, so I'm sure that I'm wrong. And that's when like, you, you can't have these, this blind faith in all your technology. Well, that's not the only weirdness going on with the algorithm. So apparently, one of the latest updates to the Google search algorithm is actually hurting uh, the creator economy, to bluntly put it. So Business Insider actually reported this week on content creators who are claiming that traffic to their websites actually plummeted seemingly overnight after Google published an update to its search algorithm. And so Google's so-called helpful content algorithm is intended to reward anything that's original, quote-unquote, or helpful, quote-unquote, created for people. Um, And it's going to supposedly pass over that content that doesn't meet your expectations, right? You know, stuff written by a robot. Well, um, this algorithm actually generates a signal that informs the search algorithm. And there's only so many signals out there. You know, it's like a language, right? Um, There's only so many signals out there. (laughs) Um, Another highlight, by the way, of the search algorithm is that Google has a policy statement that the ranking algorithm would score a page based solely on its content and that it wouldn't take into consideration whether it had been created by a human or AI. Now, this is where it starts to get really tricky. And this is why I made the joke earlier about uh, replacing me, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't. You're irreplaceable. Um, there was yes, thank you. Thank you. Business Insider did, you know, interview some of the folks that said they were affected by this. So one webmaster said, um, so this webmaster ran a forum for website operators and they said, you know, this is a joke. I've got long form content. It's well written. It's well researched. Um, I have it's filled with original image content, but it is getting superseded by this 500 word quote AI generated crap, unquote. (laughs) I mean, that's really what it is. Um, and then this is, you know, the quote that is kind of the money shot, which is Google is apparently forcing publishers to generate AI spam or die. And it, it can seem that way because yeah. if that's what's getting rewarded in the search algorithm, you know, a lot of times people are just chasing the money. It's, I know? mean, it's, it's, it's really difficult because, um, Google search algorithms are never transparent. And of course, if they were completely, uh, if they were completely open about it, then people would be gaming the system like no one's business. So it has right. to be completely open. So every time that Google puts something in there, it's, it's never like a blog post. It's always somewhere in the, in the, somewhere in the, in the search ranking, like 
support pages. There is an announcement. Oh, by, by the way, we're introducing it. We're updating our algorithm by X, Y, and Z. There are a thousand people who are trying to analyze what is different about this algorithm. What are they trying to correct and how will it affect the ranking of my page? So it always puts people on edge that I, I can count on X amount of traffic every single month. I've counted on it for the past two or three or four years. How is this going to affect my site? So when some of these content creators are seeing that, uh, are, are noticing that one of them was saying that, look, in the space of uh, uh, in the space of forty eight hours, she watched eighty percent of her traffic dis- traffic disappear with uh, with posts quote very obviously AI written unquote now outranking her. There's the concern that maybe they tweak the algorithm and. Un, maybe unintentionally, but nonetheless, maybe it's possible that now the scales are tilted in the favor of people who are just blasting their sites full of AI-generated content. And but but another thing that got people kind of worried about this was that all on the same time when they announced these changes to the algorithm, they're also saying that oh by the way our policies we our policy statement used to be you know the, the fluffy language that explains you know hey here's how to get your site ranked really really high with Google search is like create hum, create really great human generated content blah 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 and they decided to remove the word human generated to clarify that we don't care if it's AI generated or human generated what we care about is if the if the results if, if the stuff on your page is useful to the people who are using Google search or not it happened so fast yeah it happened a lot faster than I thought it would well again um, this is all this is all supposition but again well it's gonna be hard to, to know I mean, Google sent sent uh, sent an executive around like the forums to sort of explain do they do did. like a little a little bit you know, a little bit of fire control there and a lot of them was like saying, "Hey, it does." You're you're complaining, and you're asking me like, "Is is your site going to be affected?" And I've just been been to your site, and it really does look like like it's crammed full of like repetitive chat GPT crap content that can be found literally everywhere. Have you considered having more original content on your site? Maybe that's maybe that's the problem. He like kind of kind of spanked him for it. <laughs> but see, that really changes uh, that really changes a lot of things for publishing, just because like this whole time we were told to build up build up uh, built up by you know bulking up with with articles and things so this this has the potential to change how the internet functions yeah. it it really does we're we're all going to have to rethink how we do internet we may very well be going into web 4 okay web 4 where we live with ai yeah and 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 i know that part of the problem is going to be simply that like we still don't know how to what extent uh chat gpt and other language bard and other language generators can actually be used as effective tools to take the 80 percent of the crap busy work that is non-creative about writing and turn it from like two hours of torture to 20 minutes of just you know creating lots and lots of results and editing what you get to from something that's kind of mediocre to something that actually fits uh, fits what you want to do uh, and so we just don't know that yet. And the other problem is that we don't, e- even the creators of ChatGPT that kind of famously post uh, created like a, a reading guide for teachers about using, about how ChatGPT is going to, an AI generated content is going to affect the classrooms. Part of it was, here's how you can actually use it to teach lessons, such as kind of right. like when Wikipedia first became a thing, you can either ban Wikipedia outright, or you can use Wikipedia to say, here is right. how you evaluate a source. Just because you see a source that tells you something, you 
you still have to verify that that's the, that that's the that's the case. Blah blah blah. But one of the, but one of the big things they're saying is like clearly there are people who are trying there are companies who are trying to sell you software that promises to be able to process all of your kids' essays and tell you whether or not they cheated by using ChatGPT or other software. We are telling you that none of these tools work. You cannot trust any piece Sigh. of software or algorithm that promises to tell you whether or not or something teachers. is you know. So so the thing is like even if you I mean it's it's hard to know what the correct solution is going to be for Google. I mean they they I think that's why they decided to back up a couple steps and simply say it is not our it's not our place to decide whether or not this was human generated or AI generated. We are simply going to read what algorithmically we're going to read this stuff if it right. seems to be valuable and if it's not something that's been cut and pasted everywhere we're going to score that very highly if you are a human being who goes to who goes to gizmodo just copies and pastes what florence ion writes <laughs> change we are going to score you lowly even though you are a human being and you got basically spanked by an ai <sighs> finally somebody's looking out for all of us and it's a robot <laughs> All right. Well, let's take another quick little break before we round out this week's episode. A little bit for our Swifties coming right up. Okay. So I'm going to be really real with everybody here is that I have never once in my life listened to an entire album composed, written, <laughs> and sung by Taylor Swift. Um, however, I have spent the better part of the last, let's say, 12 to 15 years hearing about this person, <laughs> understanding why people love her. Um, and now I'm just surrounded by a lot of Swifties, you know, and I was once an NSYNC teeny bopper. So I'm not here to I'm not here to tell you that what you like is not right. I'm just here to tell you that I I got you. And also. Google is baiting the heck out of you and it's beautiful and I, I hope feel, you fell for it. I, I got to say that I feel better now for, I, see, I know that we're, we're jumping on the Taylor Swift bandwagon. This is undeniably the summer of Swift. Yes. I don't, I right. don't, again, I've known, I've known about her. I'm not in the demographic. I don't, I mean, that's fine. You know, everyone has different like music tastes. Not that I've rejected Taylor Swift. It's just that I've never really gotten into it to, to tell about it. But I, but again, I know when there's again, a big, big, big truck full of money that's just bouncing and trundling right past. And I'm going to jump right on that, right on that truck. So does Taylor Swift. And, and, but again, so does Google. They're like a, they're, they're yes. like a more than a trillion dollar company. And they're, they're like, you know what? I like the side. I like the look of that bandwagon. We're going to jump right on it. And again, we're, we're probably going to be dealing with a couple of really major U.S. Department of Justice fines in the next two or three years, if we can possibly, you know, sort of tap into that wellspring of Taylor Swift dough, I think that that'll work out well for us. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I think you're absolutely right there, uh, Andy. I, you know, loves a game. <laughs> That's what it says in this. Key the keyword blog post is all just dog whistling Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> Search for Taylor Swift in the blank space, ahem, a search bar. It may take a second since there are 89 puzzles to get through, <laughs> a la 1989. God, it's just, and I mean, thank God that Taylor Swift did Ryan Adams' 1989 because <laughs> Ryan Adams, by the way, is, is, is a garbage man, okay? He's a garbage man who did some awful things to some young women, okay? Or is it and Ryan Adams it, or Brian Adams? 
It's uh, Ryan Adams. Brian Adams is still okay. He's a good Canadian. He's fine. Yeah, Brian see, Adams is uh, fine. See, why? why uh, can I? Can I just say that? Can I? Can I say as a, a as a Generation Xer, I feel yes. as though this is how like younger generations are kind of having fun at our a good laugh at our expense. They te- they keep creating brand new celebrities whose names are almost identical to the names of celebrities that we grew up with. So when you say, Holly Oh Bailey. no, R- Ryan Adams is a piece of, is a piece of garbage. I'm like, Brian Adams, but he looks so cute in those little videos. Like I, he I hope is. he's not in he's and like, Oh no, man. it's, it's, it's not Brian Adams. Oh, and by the way, wow. Michael Jordan is making movies after space jam. Like, no, no, no. That's a different Michael Jordan. So I, again, mm-hmm. I feel as though you're having a good fun, good, good laugh at our Michael B. Jordan. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, actually, no. He's he's been <laughs> dropping the B. He's been basically saying that you know. Wow. I'm sorry. Good for you, him. You know, I, I'm once he became once his career developed to the extent that he's no longer he's in addition to being a really fantastic actor, but also a actor, director, producer, also really good at all those three those things. He said, you know what, Michael Jordan, I'll fight you for now. I don't know what your middle name is. But you're gonna have to call yourself like Michael, Mister Basketball Jordan, because Michael Jordan is now the movie star. Good for him. Well, you know, yes, good for him. I think he's from Oakland, by the way. So Bay Area represent. <laughs> um, I, you know what? You know what? <laughs> good for Google. Good for, so, good so, for so, them. So, so basically, yeah, okay. so basically, they came the, out of Swifties. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's how, that's how big but and powerful this say? movement is. Yeah. But what does that say about how they feel about like Beyonce also toured this summer. So you're either a Beyonce girly or a Taylor Swift girly. And like, we all remember what happened with that in relation to Kanye many years ago. <laughs> not that I'm trying to say that that still exists, but what I am trying to say is that they should not be picking sides, even to try to get us to forget about the Department of Justice. <laughs> I, I, if they're doing I, Taylor Swift, they have to do Beyonce. That's yeah. that's my, that's my, and you know what? They have to do NSYNC for the millennial moms who've all been duped because there's this rumor going around that NSYNC was going to, uh, you know, they're going to do a reunion tour. No, they're just doing a damn song on the Trolls soundtrack. <laughs> Trolls 3. It's not even Trolls 1. Well, the, uh, see, but no, I... I... <laughs> I have Sorry. I have to say I I am looking at a story because I, I saw something in my Google feed uh, in my YouTube feed today I am I'm looking Related I'm to me? looking at Billboard.com that yes. they they have reunited and here's a picture photographic evidence of all of the NSYNC uh, they are doing they are doing a joint appearance on the Hot Ones show so they're going to be yes. eating like yes. really super spicy progressively spicy like hot chicken wings already and watched it questions. on TikTok yeah. <laughs> So I'm 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 sure that this is beyond this goes beyond promoting the trolls movie. I think that they're basically you know saying they need money. What? Oh, we all need money. That's why they call it money. That's I know. no. The thing is, the thing is, like, but I do know what's going. Was there, on. Was, was there an really acronomious? There was an acronomious split. Uh yes and no. What happened was that they were okay with Justin going solo, but then JC tried to go solo and he was arguably the main singer of NSYNC because he had the strongest voice. But what I was going to say is that this is all calculated by Lance Bass. Lance Bass was the bass singer of NSYNC. (laughs) Yes, his last name is Bass. He also, um, he also came out later in life. And so we're all like, you know, he's, he's taken this, 
I don't know, but he's he's a Taurus, so he's very industrious. So he's been finding a lot of ways to like get in sync back into, you know, he has a podcast now and he brought them all on the podcast to talk about stuff. And I've been following these these middle-aged men, okay? I have been following them and what they've been up to. And they know exactly what they're doing. Millennial moms have money now. True. Okay. And how do we make money? We make money off of the millennial moms who just sat through three years of trauma in a <laughs> pandemic that is still not over. Okay. So if Google wants to use Taylor Swift to t- to remind us all that it's a it's a great search engine when it's not getting probed by the Department of Justice, we should just let them have it because all of us just need something to get by. Some again, some of those millennial moms, they would like to get probed by NSYNC. That's again, and that's great. <laughs> we should let them have that. It's perfectly that's innocent. Show today, beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, beautiful um, Andy. But but yeah, so yeah, but I <laughs> see as someone who's only vaguely aware of of, of Taylor Swift. So what? So. You, you Google Taylor Swift. Oh, something did happen. That's it's, right. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's, We've got it's, it's like, it's, it's, so it's like a lot of these Easter eggs where like, you know, just like if you, uh, if you Google Grogu, suddenly the Google search page is being like mm-hmm. a little, little Grogu is like in the corner, like with, and he's, he's like force moving like parts of the user interface. So <laughs> a, a, a safe drops from the heavens and crashes to the bottom of the window. And you click on it, and Taylor's, Taylor's, Taylor herself, I presume, says, you unlocked the 1981 Taylor's version vault. And she says how excited she is for you to hear the tracks from this album and wonderful. And then, like, it's so – what then proceeds to, to, to present to you is song titles, I presume, from her album or maybe from her entire catalog as, like, jumbled, like, tile letters. And so you unscramble it to produce, like sh- – song titles and you type those things type the unscrambled show t- uh, song titles into the google search box itself and then you solve a puzzle and you unlock like the next start of thing and i thought it was just like a cute thing oh, okay i'm sure that if you like unlock five of them now you get to hear like some songs that like have been i don't know downgraded uh digitally or whatever but apparently right. according to so i i but then i go to like nine to five google and now it sounds sinister because they're saying that there are 33 million of these puzzles to solve uh that eight million of them have been solved since as of like last night uh, and something or other presumably is going to happen once the worldwide community of taylor swift fans has solved all of these puzzles and that with the amount of power that this talented woman has, it really could be anything. I'm I'm bracing myself. It, it could be a lot of different things. And this is see, this is I'm not I'm not saying that she could be like a James Bond villain. I'm saying that she is smart enough and to to be a James Bond villain. Because the reason why uh, there's I I only found out about this like earlier this year. So she is re-recording and re-releasing all of her albums in like so that 1989 is a classic is her classic album she is she has re-recorded it as 1989 parentheses taylor's version unquote uh, uh close parentheses because she tried to buy like the, her master tapes back from like the, right. from the music company that owns them they basically told her to go pound sand and she said huh yeah and she said huh so you actually think that you're more powerful and more determined than I am. I am Kaiser freaking Soze, okay? I am going to re-record every one of those albums. 
I am going to promote just those albums. I'm going to tell my friends that the original recordings that you have the rights to are garbage trash recordings and nobody's going to want to listen to them and they're going to kind of hate you. I'm going to actually make it disgusting for people to be playing <sighs> the music of mine that you will not let me have back. And she's good for her. She's going to win. <laughs> I know. I but, know. But again, so that's, that's why that's why I'm using this podcast to suck up to her and her fans because I'm scared about what happens once that uh, once that like uh, 89th word puzzle gets solved uh, because or whatever. However, I have to million, let the Swifties I know. I got to let them know tomorrow. I need to let the Swifties on TikTok know about this. This is what Google wants me to do. <laughs> Either, yeah, you know what? If you're if you're sucking up to both Google and Taylor Swift and the community of Taylor Swift fans. I, I don't see how that could turn on you. I think that that's probably the smart play. Yeah, no, I'm f- I'm fine with it. I decided I decided to just swim with the fishes. I'm down. We're good. <laughs> Let me in. Let's do this. Awesome. Um, Andy, thank you so much for the episode this week. Ah, I'm, I'm again. This has been a terrible day. It's going. It's been like we've had our ups and downs during uh, with production problems during the show, but it's still pretty awesome to spend an hour or more talking to you. Thank you very much, Flo. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you for putting our show notes together today, and everybody, stay tuned because there's going to be a very special segment with Andy uh, right after this, but only for our paying members. Sorry. If you'd like more information on that, you go to relay.fm slash membership or you go to relay.fm slash material and you can find out how to become a member of our podcast network so that you get access to these special episodes that come out every single week and other times throughout the year. Also, I should let you know that we are currently in the middle of a huge fundraiser, still trying to supersede our goal of supersede. I used that word earlier already. We're still trying to surpass is what I meant to say. Our uh, current goal nice. for St. Jude raising money for children's cancer. So please, please visit relay.fm for more information on that. I do believe the podcast is this weekend. Um, didn't work out for us to be on it this week, this year, but mm. we appreciate your support. Too much talent, not enough so time. Does, yes. <laughs> and then, Everybody else uh, on this podcast network makes us who we are. So we're all one big, beautiful family here. So thank you to our podcast network. Thank you to our editor, Jim, for putting up with the edits and and the technical difficulties. And 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 Jim, we we, we hope you're understanding about us dropping. Oh, by the way, we'd like you to basically produce and design an entirely new style of podcast just as a one-off, just because I, Andy Anatko, Flo had nothing to do with it. I'm Flo is Flo is lovely. She would not do this to you. I thought it would be kind of funny. So I'm I'm so sorry, Jim. You we love you, Jim. Uh we really do love you, Jim. And we love you, listeners. Thank you so much for being here every single week. Yes. If you would like to find us on the internet. Uh, Andy, where can folks find you on the internet currently? I'll spell my last name, Anatko, I-H-N-A-T-K-O, on pretty much any social media place, and that will be my username. You'll find uh, cool and interesting stuff that I've been posting in the moment. Still working on that website. <laughs> it will be up at some point. I'm, I'm, I've been writing content for it all along. I just have not got the site up yet, uh, but that's that's certainly happening soon. Uh, and uh, I'm, on, uh, my, uh, I'm on WGBH News uh, talking about uh, Boston Public uh, on Boston Public Radio, talking about tech news. Uh, I'm on tomorrow, as a matter of fact, today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. 
Uh, and you can listen to that at wgbhnews.org will be posted. Uh, and just do a search for a name. They usually cut, they usually cut out, but in addition to the actual show, they have all the segments set up separately. So uh, you can listen to the whole show or just me. Thank you so much, Andy. <laughs> we'll see you on the internet. Um, <laughs> I'll be the one bitterly me, grumbling about well microphones. Right. <laughs> Son of a. And as you should, because they've been awful to us tonight. Um, folks, if you need to read me, I'm at gizmodo.com. And you can find me, oh, that flow on all the social media channels. Please add me, Blue Sky Threads, Instagram, anywhere but Twitter. Love <laughs> to see you there. So definitely come and say hi. All right, everybody, get some rest, get some sleep. Uh, you know, there's much more life to live ahead. So we got to be rested up for it. So good night, everybody. Have a happy.